0: to The Approach, Jeremy Seaholm, Danny Finn.
1: What is up, everybody? Hi, I think that's Paul Grant still logged into the Candlepin Corner account from last Saturday. But we are, this is Candlepin Corner on a Tuesday night, five days before Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. And once again, we have The Approach here tonight. Danny, Jeremy, what's up, guys? How are you? What is going How on? How are we doing oh it's uh it's it's five days before christmas so there's nothing i'd rather be doing than than sitting here not not wrapping presents like i I i've not wrapped anything i don't know about you guys but i'm just here to have a good time my wife probably wants to kill me for not wrapping anything yet but here we are
2: i haven't even shopped yet
1: (laughs) gift cards for everybody see
0: gift cards scratch tickets have at it
1: bowling gift cards we're in bowling (laughs) gift cards support your candle (laughs) center here you go, Kinsley. You're
2: two. This is a gift card. Go nuts.
0: Ryan Family Amusement, bowling passports for everyone.
2: Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> Three free games every day. So, what do we got on great today, guess. Herman?
0: We got Mr. Rich Lamone.
2: I'm out. What's
0: going on? Uh, what's going what's on? What's up? What's going, How's on, it going? I haven't done any shopping either.
3: <laughs> oh, so good.
2: I'm not I'm alone. Behind. Yeah. I've
0: I'm done shopping. Behind. It's all just sitting in a box somewhere. Like, I, I have to wrap shit. Yep. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but what somewhere. if you open it and it's not the thing that you ordered? Hey, check well no, order I went out to a store delivered. and actually bought it. Oh, I thought it's you like Amazon cool. it or whatever.
0: Well, yeah, a couple things, but you know, I still go to some brick and mortar stores. Do they exist? Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Eh, some of them.
2: <laughs> There's a handful.
0: Dude, I was at the mall the other day. There was like nobody there. No one.
2: Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty empty. There should be uh they should start putting like bowling alleys and arcades in, in malls. <laughs> They did that in Halifax. It, it's not there anymore. Oh. It's also Ryan's new business model. Thanks for playing, Jeremy. The uh what's, going on?
3: what's up? The going one on in New, new York, York is here? is in a mall in as well. What's up? Oh the Apex the Yeah, Apex is in a mall
2: yeah. in New York. I think that a lot of them are trying to get that direction because as we're all noticing bricks and mortar are going away, so the rent probably is nowhere near as expensive as it would have been 10, 15 years ago. You don't have Mm -hmm. to worry about parking, cleaning the lot, any of that stuff. It's all just common area maintenance fees. It's low risk, I think. So I think we're going to start actually seeing more of that entertainment moving into the malls because this selling is all online now it's all experience yep. driven
0: let well, I me mean, we'll even look at ryan's like uh, before before i left what, what was their rent like you know it's like 13 i don't know, I don't know if we're
2: allowed to talk about the rent. The okay. <laughs> we won't talk about the rent. we are still trying to get people from ryan's on the podcast so let's not give anything away <laughs> right what was our profit and loss last year <laughs> i don't know i wasn't there <laughs> So, Rich, we wanted to get into uh, some of the bowling. You, you've captained some teams. You've run some leagues. But let's go all the way back to how you started getting into bowling. Were you a, a peewee bowler? Peewee? I was. I was
3: in Winthrop, actually. There was a bowling alley that was in an old movie theater. It was called Cinema Lanes. Uh, it was, I think it was 12. 12 did lanes. Did they play movies while you bowled? They did not play movies while I bowled. Missed opportunity. No. Uh, yeah, missed opportunity is right. I started bowling. My mom was a bowler, and that's kind of how it started. I was in a league, a kids' league there, Um, and it's happened ever since. It it sucked that it closed in high school, so I never really got a chance. You know, it would have been nice to have a Friday night pro league there. You know, because there would have been enough room. Yeah, Mm. it would have been another another house. Place was immaculate. It was it was awesome. You know, pins moved. I can reflect on it now and say that the house was fair. You know pins moved what went in its place uh it ended up being a um aerobics place for a while and then it's uh the gymnastics academy okay
0: oh that's that's right up there with fairway becoming a rug store and a squash court yeah mm-hmm.
2: that's for sale now isn't it yeah Got apparently the there
0: isn't a big market for oriental rugs in 2022 <laughs>
3: Was, so, there, was there a so big when, market then?
0: Well, I mean, it was in Natick. You had Weston, Wellesley, yeah. like Dover. Like, it was, there could have been. But I mean, then, like, the pandemic hit, and, like, what are people going to spend? Like, 10 grand on a rug now? Well, why not? Know, You're getting good.
2: free checks for nothing. And yeah. tell you go out and buy, 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 but no one's producing. Like, of course. Why not? Add yeah. an oriental rug. People were making more money not working than working in some cases. So, some of them, yeah. <clears throat> true. So going from uh, Winthrop, now did you bowl in an adult league at all over there?
3: Uh, it was closed before, and, and then I started college. And then when I was in college, I kind of didn't really have time for it. I only did it for fun with my friends. Um, so I wasn't in any leagues until I actually graduated, um, and then I was working full-time. Uh, it just so happened that my sister was in a, a league at Massport, and they used to bowl at the uh, the lanes that were near Fenway.
0: Um, Oh, Dumball?
3: Yeah. Yeah, they bowled there and uh, after that closed, they ended up at Boston Bowl and they needed another bowler Uh, and then I said, sure, I'll do it. I I bowled this one league. Um, I became, in college, I became very friendly with Jay Shiner that I met through another friend of mine uh, that he went to, they went to Malden High together. I, I met Rob at Suffolk. And then hanging out with Jay, he says, Oh, you bowl. And I said, yeah, you know, it was like a game night. And Jay was like, Oh, well I bowl at Woburn and we need an extra bowler. I was like, all right, well, let me know what the details are. You know, tell me, you know, what's going on. I was like, I'll think about it. He came over next weekend for the game night and he's like, you signed up. We start on Tuesday.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And come back. I'm like, I'll think about it. now all of a sudden they're ingrained in the game. Like, and so it, that to kind of the
3: rest is history, you know. I started bowling with Jay. I think I was twenty two.
0: Now, what were you when you started bowling adult leagues? What were you averaging?
3: Uh, just a shade over a hundred.
0: <laughs> and Wubin, so you know, Wubin, hour, you well Wubin, Wubin also wasn't as fast as like it we've seen it back then.
3: Well, I thought it was I am I thought it was decently fast, than when it was on on wood,
0: you know, the wooden lanes, I thought moved pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, I bowled the state tournament teams there probably 1999, I think it was, and I thought it was
3: brutal. I mean, I, you know, I was there early 2000s. I don't know if you know the the difference was was you could see it, but I started I started bowling. Maybe it's just because I started bowling better, and there was confidence there. But maybe I I mean, I I was also bowling. I was also bowling that league at Boston Bowl. And in comparison, Boston Bowl is a dungeon. So when you walk into <laughs> when you walk into Woburn, it's it's like Candyland, you know. So yeah, it's like it's like Disney. So it's uh, one of the guys, the one of the managers at Boston Bowl, actually told me that they got a mechanic to come in and fashion the ten pin setters to be candle pin setters. So he said some of the pins are not on center because I asked him a question, you know, I was like I get that I'm coming along and I'm not that, you know, I'm I'm nothing to talk about yet. And I said I you know, I had a decent night at Woburn the night before. At Tuesday, I think I went like 330, 340. And then I think I went like 260 at Boston Bowl. And I was like, "Where did I lose 80 pins in one day? Like what the hell?" And so he's like, "I'll be honest with you. Not all the pins are on center." I was like, "Oh, that explains it."
2: Well, I think and then I realized Boston's... that in
3: order to bowl at Boston Bowl, you have to try to throw in 100 miles an hour. And this was before they were, went to synthetic. So they were wooden lanes, too.
2: I think so once I of... started throwing
3: Alley. the ball harder there, I got some action.
2: I was going to say, I think a lot of alleys over time, like it's tough because they get wear and tear. Things start to get a little slanted. I think you see that more than not as you know time goes on. They're not refitting new lanes yeah. anymore, really. I mean – I think, I think this, we've been accused of having a couple of lanes that are a little off-center as well. Well, I mean, the place is 60
0: years old. What do you expect? Yeah. I mean, yeah. things aren't going to stay perfectly straight.
2: For- I remember getting into a very heated argument with a customer who was convinced that one of the lanes were off-center. I won't say which one. And then afterwards, I walked over to Jeremy, and I go, this guy thinks the head pin's a little off, and Jeremy goes, Oh, well, he's 60 years old. Over time, they do. And I was like, damn
0: it. Like <laughs> like, it, it, like Pete Egnitz it would sit there and he goes like, hey, you know, when you get a chance, can you go down to the lane? You got to straighten out the rack. I'm like, OK, but the, the the rack won't go all the way up if I do that.
2: Yeah. They still like go the up pin, the holes. The,
0: like the pins are going to hit the thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, dude, the thing is so old. Like, it's, it's yeah. not how that works. I just I, don't- I just
3: hate seeing the, being able to see the five pin. That's my pet peeve. Yeah. If it if it's if it's at an angle, you know, because at least if it's still on center, if you come in at the right way, you're going to get the same reaction as if you came in dead center on a on a straight rack. So, yeah, right. You know, at least you can make that adjustment.
0: Now, I'm I'm curious how one would like basically modify like a ten pin machine into a candlepin machine. Unless they just ripped the whole thing out and just kept kind of like the frame. I'm not I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, I don't know because
3: I've worked on yeah, both. He, he didn't go into details on it, so.
0: Well, if Scott Moore's around somewhere. He could probably tell me.
2: Yeah, yeah, if he's listening. So, did you said that your mom was a baller and kind of got you into bowling? Did you ever get to ball on a team with her? Or no. I have not. No. no. But I have to be, uh, you know,
3: <laughs> I have to uh, answer questions because she's in a league now. Okay. Um, at at the Elks in Winthrop, as a matter of fact, you know, and so she's like, we have this issue. Where we have, you know, this woman that doesn't have an average, and we're trying to establish. And I'm like, usually takes, you know, if it's a three-string league, depends on the league. Usually it's six to nine. She bowls nine games and she has an average. Okay, you know, I'll tell everybody. <laughs> you know,
2: so I've been helping out with that. No, we haven't bowled anything together. Be good I for the hand an car, average. has got to be a doubles. I, turn- I think there's a doubles tournament coming up in Timber in February. You Guys, should double up. I should ask her. She would do I think it. That'd be fun. She
3: was or still is well for the most part she was deadly at single pins yeah nine pin drop it's a spare nine pin drop is a spare all the time nice. she was really good at single pins she could pin right, well, she you know and, and like and like paul wrote she she bowled on the wooden pins so she she has a, a high single on wooden pins of uh 156 158 and a high triple of 396 Wow. Oh wow! And it was when they paid. If I guess you got paid by the NBA, if you there was a pool of money, and you got paid by the NBA, um, and everyone split it if you threw a one fifty. So they had to take her bowling balls. They had to take the score sheet. It was sanctioned. They had to send it to the NBA, and she ended up getting a check of some amount of money. I don't, you know, this was this was in the '60s, so I don't know how much it was, but it wasn't significant. But she had to claim it on her taxes and put <laughs> professional bowler as the professional. <laughs> so my mother tells, you know, people like she'll go up to Craig and be like, I'm a professional bowler too. Cause I got a check from the NBA in 1964 <laughs> for my 158.
0: It's, it's, it's funny. I was actually at one of our customers offices today. We we're dropping off like Christmas cards and shit like that for them. And one of them is a bowler. She used to bowl at empire lanes <laughs> And she was telling me, you know, I was a professional bowler. I was on Canopins for cash. And in my head, I'm going, didn't they just draw your name out of a hat? Yeah. <laughs> she's you like, I average. This. This. It's funny. She's like, I averaged like 95 when I was, you know, younger, which is, I mean, which is great. But I was just like, she's like, yeah, I was on TV. Like they pulled your oh, name yeah. from a newspaper clipping.
2: Yeah. having Steve Reno working at the bowling alley and I tell people a lot of customers like oh he used to bowl on TV and they'll tell me like oh my grandmother bowled on Candlepins for Cash yeah. or they'll if, if they don't know that they'll just say it was on TV and, they, and they'll and they say the name and Steve will be like so there was a show that was more of a game show than I. Right. <laughs> he has to explain that doesn't necessarily mean that you were a professional bowler yeah <laughs> just well
0: meant. I mean you, you made money for the time that you were there so you are
2: paid to bowl this is true so Going to your adult leagues, bowling with Jay, when did you start becoming more involved in the game, more than just a bowler? Because there's plenty of people who bowl for 20, 30 years, and they show up there one day a week, go home, and that's their their bowling career. When did you start taking more of a a lead in the game? I can credit Fournia. Uh, Jay and
3: I were bowling in Woburn, and it was a mixed league. And I, I was impressed. I walked in the door the first time they had the entire side of the house filled. We had a league with 20 teams and a hundred bowlers. That's awesome. You know, so like you couldn't, you know, it was, you know, two halves leagues and you couldn't even bowl all the teams in one half. It wasn't enough weeks, you know, it wasn't a 40 week league. So, you know, um, it was a mixed league. So there was, there was averages all over the place. And as the league started to dwindle, you know, we, Jay and I started to improve That you know, our team for at the time we had an average with the women that we bowled with. We were over 500. We were one of the few teams that had an average over 500. We were given hundred hundreds of pins a week. And so it moved, you know, we got to the point where like, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't competitive enough. They changed the handicap. Then, then it was, you know, they made, it, it was 80%. Now, all of a sudden it wasn't a challenge. It wasn't as difficult. You know, we we went from dead last to first. We're like, we need to move on. So we needed to find more competitive stuff to do. Um, There was a league that I was bowling in that folded. And so I was like, I need another place to bowl. And somebody's like, why don't you check out Malden? So I picked up the phone. They got me in touch with Tony Mm Dentamoro. I walked in. I joined the Tuesday League. um, And I started bowling with people that I bowled with in Woburn. And... Uh, you know, I met B, and once he took the league over from Tony, I started helping him with being a treasurer, and then we just started running leagues left and right out of Maldon till the place closed. You know, if, if I didn't meet Brian, I probably wouldn't have done it. I know that my sister and I ran the Massport League, but that was small potatoes. It was, you know, 24 bowlers, and we didn't really have to do all that much because there wasn't any involvement of the entire Candlepin community. It was just, you know, we didn't. Now we can bring that into our leagues because I'm more involved. So there's, there's, you know, there's more information at hand now. So um, if I, you know, Brian, I can give Brian all the credit in the world. I started running leagues and that guy knows every rule. He has every, he has every single contingency plan in case something goes wrong. He knows how to make a rule on the fly if a, it, you know, if a guy starts bowling left-handed, we know how to penalize <laughs> that now. Um, you know, we had a situation I've heard, where... I've
2: heard that story. Box. Ooh, yeah. What? I said I've heard
3: that story. Box. Yes. Uh, we, we had a situation where our summer league was only teams of three, and it ended up being, I think it was something like three of the bowlers were out on one team, but the guy one of them was going to be late. The other team started bowling on purpose and made it into box six in like three minutes. And then the guy walked in the door and they're like, nope, we're in box six. Forget it. So we had to make a rule. It's either the sixth box or 15 minutes, whichever comes second. Because the guy was like four minutes late and they were in the sixth box. Brian knows everything. He does. He really does. He has a contingency plan for anything that happens in a league.
0: I'd like to to see see it. I'd like right. to see a rule off between him and Tommy Hirsch,
2: uh, and we've seen it. Like I want, I want Candleman bowling rules sure. jeopardy
0: between these two.
2: Well, that we didn't. See. We, we saw the two of them go at it a couple of years back. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That, that'll be a post conversation, mm-hmm. off the air conversation. You know, but, but going. So you didn't want to follow him to Millis, huh?
3: Well, I mean, that was a little far for me, I I guess. I to say, how far is that from Winthrop? (laughs) You (laughs) know, it's not bad. I mean, you know, other than the tunnel being closed now. I mean, it's really,
2: it's like a 45-minute ride. It's not bad. I'll tell you that with, with the tunnel being closed, a lot of CPL guys for the ACST, it's been brutal. Yeah, it's tough. So, Bowen and Malden. Malden ended up eventually closing. Where did you go after that? So...
3: I moved from there. I ended up going to Lakeside, which is way out of the way. Yeah. (laughs) Further
2: than Millis. (laughs) I don't want to go to Millis, but I'll leave the state.
3: (laughs) Well, so so no, I was at the time I was working my IT job and well, I was actually I was actually teaching at Suffolk at the time. So my schedule was weird so that I could leave Suffolk at three o'clock and miss all the traffic and be up in Manchester, so it wasn't an issue. And I was subbing for these guys on Thursday night. Um, that now I'm on the team full time. But my job, we have on site work for certain clients. My client was in Newburyport, and I was there every Thursday. So, you know, I would fix their computers, set up printers, set up a server if they needed it. So I was there and I was like, well, I'm only 30 minutes away. So, yes, I will join the lead full time.
2: So it was easy when I was there every Thursday to just drive up to Manchester. What was the story you told me about, um, I think it was up in New Hampshire, the Riverwalk Brewery or something like that? Yes. So I just started working for Nexus
3: Tech and I'm sitting there in, in my cube and um, so – the woodworking, because so there's a Mark Ritchie Brewery. I'm sorry, no. Mark Ritchie Woodworking is in Newburyport. That was the client. Right next door is the Riverwalk Brewery. So the guy that I work with, Peter, comes out of out of his office in a tizzy, and he's like, "We gotta go to Mar- Mark Ritchie's down." I was like, "What?" I'm looking around, I'm like, what are you talking, okay? about talking about? Is he okay? Yeah, he's like, when we he's like, we're gonna go there, and then when we're finished, we're gonna go to Riverwalk. I'm like, okay, now my ears really perk up. I'm like, this is a <laughs> cool job. We're going what to Riverwalk. What's going on? I was like, you know that he's the owner of Riverwalk, right? Like he bowls there and he's like, No, 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 no. Mark Ritchie's woodworking, and they spell it R-I-C-H-E-Y. So the way he was saying it, he was like, came running out. He's like, Mark Ritchie and wood and riverwalk, and I was like, Okay, well, let's let's go. He go. needs help. I'm on my way. Let's go. And he's like, no, no. Riverwalk's a brewery right next door. He's like, we'll go to the client and then get shit faced. I was like, I like you, Peter. I think this is going to work out for me at this point. And I was like, no, no. My buddy works at Riverwalk. It's a bowling alley in Amesbury. He's like, no, no. It's not the same thing. Like, so we're, we're
0: not we're not talking about bowling. Just yeah, just,
3: we're not just, talking uh, about bowling. Damn it. <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, seriously, a Mark Ritchie woodworking next to a Riverwalk brewery. Have you
2: ever told Mark that story? I have. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's right away. That relation, But it's spelled completely different. So. I think I texted him like that moment. Like, Dude,
3: Riverwalk's down. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I had to tell him the story. I was like, my job.
0: Yeah, I think I, I told him. That's too funny. Oh, What?
2: Pulling oh. at lakeside, spam bots.
0: I was about to say, I'm looking, at it, and all of a sudden, I say, Hi, I want to offer a promotion for your channel.
2: That's awesome. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. What's your price? Incentive <laughs> devil. go this to is gonna be, This is going to be really weird on Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to know what you're talking about.
0: Nobody can see the comments. Go to do, dogehype.com. Danny, it's all you. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs>
2: I can't can't pay for it in Dogecoin. I have a lot that I don't want anymore. (laughs) Yeah, right. So how did you get involved with um, Worlds? uh, Did you bowl Worlds as a captain first, or did you um, start off as a bowler and then eventually become a captain? Uh, I started off as a bowler. Uh, I was
3: on um, Scott Lapierre's team. Local flavor? Yes, local flavor. Um. We, uh, it was Moncton, the the year that Robbie Henderson broke the record for the house. I think it was what 2012,
0: 2011. Uh, if it was in Moncton, it was probably 2011. Yeah, I think it was 2011. Because Canada is odd so, years,
3: yes. And then COVID made it so that it was still odd years, so, yeah, because we thought it was gonna flip and then it didn't. Um, I so I bowled one year with Scott and then I got my team the following year. That was hard. I didn't, I really didn't want to call Scott and tell him that I got my team. So, so you know, how is felt- the
2: process to get your own team for those who don't know?
3: You have a conversation on the American side with Barber and on the Canadian side, I think it's still Davey Summerton to say, I want to put my name in the captain's list. And then there's a, there's, he has a list of who's next in line to get a team.
2: So. What made you want to potentially leave a team? I know you said it was a hard conversation and then decide, you know what? I think I could run a team.
3: Well, I was already a captain on Friday night. So I figured it was no different other than it's, you know, 11 matches in a week. Um, There's a lot of guys that say that, you know, I want to bowl with you. Well, I'm on this team and I can't get you to come over here because this team is full. And, you know, when people go back and forth saying they want to bowl together. That was the opportunity to be like, "Well, let me put my name in and see if I can get my guys together and see if we can we can we can you know make
2: a run here. What was that original uh, team that you put together? And you have to leave one person off because everyone always does. Is that a rule? <laughs> Every well, time. they just they every, just
0: they go through like the list of, of their team and they go ah there was somebody else but I don't really know at the end of the
2: podcast list. they go no I forgot so,
3: every oh, time. so it was so it's I mean it started out with my Friday guys I started right immediately with with Frank and Brian added freshy um I know that I think he was bowling with regal that year um he wanted to come over Steve plant love Steve I had Yep, Triple T, Seminole, Bobby Darty Senior.
2: I think there was, yeah, right? I think there was yeah. one more,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that might be it. So how It's did, not it. It's, I'm telling you, as soon as we go off the air, he's gonna remember. Maybe. I, I remember immediately I asked Jay,
3: I tried to get my whole Friday team and he said no. He preferred not to do it. You know, I think he couldn't take the time off that year. And then it just, things changed. So we added other
1: people.
0: How did you use so, the name Man? Well, I was about to say, I mean, I still say that it is probably the coolest logo in all the worlds. Like, how, how did that come about?
3: Okay, so that's a, that's a good question. Um, so my sister was married in 1993. And my brother-in-law used to play – there was a pretty significant basketball league, uh, summer basketball league in Winthrop. It actually used to get articles written up in, occasionally in the Herald, but mostly in you know the Winthrop paper. Um, there was a lot of semi-pro guys that were in it. So it was a pretty significant league, but um, my brother-in-law, Dave, was terrible. <laughs> he would hack the best player on the other team and foul out. <laughs> and they called they called him the hatchet man and so they they had an above average team so when they were playing weaker teams Dave was on the on the sideline he was the cheerleader he was screaming as Jeremy loves hockey he would call line changes when there were sh- follow shots and five guys would run on and five guys would run off because you know these were the you know the, the games that didn't matter because they were killing the other team so um in 1994 they were in a car accident with a drunk driver and my sister's husband was killed. So, as soon as I got my team, I knew I have my team name and his initials are in the handle of the ax. If you look closely, his initials are there.
2: Right, as Jeremy said, it is a badass logo. So, I mean, you really run it back year after year. I mean, you're always, you're pretty much every year you're a competitive team. Like you're always kind of in that
1: mix.
2: Yeah, we. I mean, we are sneaky. That's yeah. that's you
3: know, and definitely this. Everything. Year anyway. Well, everything with uh, yeah. I mean, I can honestly say everything with with my team after the freshy period, as you know, when because the team ended up we kind of split, you know, and so that that had me searching for like the heart and soul of the team again, and it was you know. Pereira who's just the legend and I'm going to keep him on my team until he can't bowl anymore um, I think so even like,
0: even if he can't bowl I think he should still be a, I, I bet you he if he was able to physically go to the tournament he'll still show up
3: Yeah, he said that he goes I would love to go and keep score all week so that I don't have to throw a ball he yeah. goes if I'm doing a great job coloring triangles and squares and adding math he goes then I, you don't need me he goes I, I'll be there um you know so i've always tried to you know i want to put a core together and and i i think i think you know i'm starting to 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 do that so usually we're sneaky good but we're all about momentum mm-hmm. um i think the missed opportunity was in canada when i had josh anchoring for us chris came up the second day and we had bowled the four toughest teams on our side we had a chance like we could have started rolling when Chris showed up and it turned out that Matt Nichols couldn't make it. And it was like a huge arm that we were missing. So it was like, I was always missing one piece every year. It seemed like, um, we did make the playoffs a couple of times with freshie and Pankle and latch and those guys really, you know, we had a, we had a good team. We had a really good team at that point. Um, you know, then there was some changes and then it was people swapping in and out. Jeremy gutted me one year broke my heart.
0: You know, j- so it's like, like do you re- re- do you, do you realize how long I had that message in as a draft before I hit send? <laughs> like it, like literally, like same thing to you to Scott Lapierre. Like I didn't want to hit the send button. Yeah, but I didn't. Want- I, I, I I knew I didn't know how many opportunities I was going to have, and I'm like, you know what? These guys just won. This might be a chance for me. And then like I'm like, if I don't do it, I'll regret it you know it it was it was a really, really hard decision to make,
2: I remember you were at the alley we, we talked about it. you were really like messed up trying to figure out what to do there. <clears throat> I feel like your heart and your brain were going in two different directions
0: it was because I, mean, I mean I love peter like he I've, I've that was the second time that I've bowled with him um you know frank b you i mean you I love bowling with you guys, and Mikey yeah. it was just. I, I I had I had I had to do
2: it. So as hard as it is, and we're not going to give specifics because I don't want anybody to feel bad. But Jeremy was talking about you know what, it, what it's like to leave a team. You've had to leave a team as a captain. You also have to make that other decision where sometimes you have to cut a guy. What goes into that decision, and how hard is that to call a guy up and say, "Hey, we're going in a different direction"?
3: It's it's brutal. It's like the worst thing on earth. You know it because. It's as much as as we are at odds with each other sometimes, it is still a close-knit community. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so we're, you know, I know that we're, you know, I say we're all friends. I know we're not, you know, but, I mean, in reality, we're all friends. We all get along. For the most
0: part, we all get along.
3: The community is so small. Right. And, you know, one of the issues is that I think – We are not, it's hard, it's hard, and especially when I try not to. There are captains that bowl a ton of strings. I let my team do the bowling, you know. I want to watch my guys bowl. Mm -hmm. I kind of have the same mentality that Sal would have. Sal doesn't do a lot of bowling, he watches his team. I think
0: he bowled three strings this year.
3: I have the luxury of Peter on my team, so I have that other pair of eyes that's really good. And and Winniears, Chris knows these bowlers inside. No, you know I have those two guys chirping in my ear when I when I'm bowling, and they can watch other guys at the same time. You know, so you so you have the luxury of having the right the right mix of people. But it is it is very difficult to try to say like we're going in a different direction. I have this opportunity. You know, sometimes it's that somebody wants to bowl with the team. and you're like well now what do we do you know it's a situation where you know this guy
2: wants to bowl with us and now i have to pick and choose And i think it's it's tough too because i've noticed just watching like i've never bowled in it i have no intention of bowling anytime soon but watching how teams develop over the years. It seems like teams start to build, and then once they start to get good, guys start to gravitate towards those teams, and it's almost like a gluttony of, of uh, riches in a lot of situations. Yeah. So it's like once you start to build your team, and then as your team gets good, all of a sudden you, you have opportunities to, to add. And as a captain, like you have an obligation not just to yourself, but your whole team to mm-hmm. right, put the best team together possible.
3: Yeah. So. And, you know, it's always been a situation of You know, people say, well, I'm already committed. Yeah. And, you know, guys need to understand they have a choice. You know, just because, you know, Jeremy, just because you're on Academy right now doesn't mean I can't make you an offer on the podcast and you can accept right now. I'm not going to make him an (laughs) offer. He's on the Academy and I'm not going to do that to Cheech. I'm not going to do that to Cheech. But Jeremy has a choice. If somebody asks him to bowl, he's not indebted to them. It's not a contract. He
0: can leave Academy. Right. right,
3: you know. I mean, I mean that would that
0: that would go with the theme of me bowling with a different team every time I go up.
2: I know, it seems <laughs> to be the case. I mean, but like the world just happened a month ago, and I'm already hearing about people jumping from one team to another, and you can already see we're sometimes 11 it, months
0: away. Sometimes yeah. it happens during. Right, people, people which is another
2: go. problem. I try
3: right. very hard. Unless a guy approaches me, I don't talk about it. Yeah, right. Unless somebody comes up to me in the tournament and is like, "I, I fucking hate my team. I want to bowl with you guys." Okay. I don't. I don't go walking over and saying like, "Oh my god, you just got in a fight with your captain. What? Are you, what are you going to do for next year?" It's
2: only Wednesday. Watching a couple. it's like watching a couple <laughs> get like, into an argument and walking over to the girl. <laughs> hey, you okay? You know, <laughs> yeah. You know if you need you know, anything, so call
3: me. Like, <laughs> you know the. the I think one of the biggest things, the biggest issues with all of this is that a lot of times it's a package deal. Yeah. I'll come bowl with you if you bring Jeremy. Well, I only have room for one bowler. So now I have to kick someone off my team. Right. Because Jeremy, you know, this guy wants to come with Jeremy or wants to come with you or the two of you are a package. Corey, you know, everybody bowls together. (laughs) You know, and a lot of it, too, is just, you know, you you know, I've been trying to make it so that my Friday night team is my world's team. I want to build my team like Barbara. Right.
2: Get as close to it as
3: possible.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, It makes sense, because while you're mixing and matching all these people and trying to add, you know, depth and and whatever else, like you also don't want to put a team together that's not going to be cohesive have egos you know if you if you have a deep bench of eight or nine guys i mean this is something that Jeremy we talked about with your team with academy like you guys weren't the deepest team necessarily you didn't have 10 guys um you we totally essentially bowled, bowled with six you, yeah i was, we, we, I was dancing we were, around that but yeah you basically know no. if you were to add a couple bowlers two or three bowlers yeah it would give your arms a rest but what does that do to right. your rhythm like you're I mean, I shouldn't, a- I
0: shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't word it as we went up with six, but I mean, we essentially used a six-man rotation, right?
2: For the most part, yeah. And I know I know Jordan bowled a little bit. Mark Gregory bowled a little bit. And Cheech bowled part of a game, right? And then he pulled uh, himself. He,
0: he bowled four boxes.
2: Maybe right. even so, two. I'm not sure. So, so, but for the most part, like you said, it was really a core six. If you have eight, not, like you look at a team, like prices, like we talked to Nate on the podcast when he came on, like he has to manage 10 bowlers, like that want to bowl. Like and I that, think
0: that's harder than anything.
3: Yeah. Well, to that point. So that was one of the discussions that we had the first the first year that we had um, that Freshie came on. After that, we had a discussion amongst ourselves, like, we need to do something here. We added Peter. At that point, we had a deeper discussion, and the guys that we had said, we totally agree. We want to be a team of 10 when we go to Frederica, which is what ended up happening. And we missed the playoffs by two points. Nobody fought over strings. Everybody was ready to go. It worked out that we're like, we want to shoulder the load as a team. So we went up with 10 guys, no problem at all. I had no issues that, that year. Right.
2: But there are ever, other times I, I had 10 guys this year. It's hard. Do you ever feel the need, though, to put somebody in when maybe they haven't bowled in a little bit and, you know, you don't want them to feel like they're not part of the team and you almost Absolutely. squeeze them into a roster spot that, you know, okay, we're going to have you both second when maybe that wasn't the best move. Yeah, it happens. It happens every
3: year. You you know, you can second guess all sorts of decisions. Yeah, yeah it happens all the like, time.
2: I know I was asked to be on a team during the COVID year. Um, and I had said, no, I just don't think I'm ready. And they said, don't worry, we'll find you strings. And I said, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, like, I don't not, want – and I, I get, like, where they're coming from. But I don't want a situation where – not that Jeremy would have been on the team, but say, you know, okay, we're going to give Jeremy rest. Finn, you're in. Like, that's ridiculous. Unless he's legitimately hurt or needs a break. If you're putting me in just for the sake of putting me in, like that doesn't help the team. Right. You know, it's, it's interesting how
3: some guys approach it when, you know, um, I will absolutely thank Freshy. I relied on him a lot for those, for that amount of time. He had a lot of input with, with his Metro guys. He knew them better than I did. You know, so, you know, uh, there's a lot of guys that will tell you when we're going to add somebody like, hey, we're going to add this guy. Well, he's got to know he's not going to get a lot of strict like, you know, he has to understand he's the eighth guy. Well, that's not how the world works. He could get hot and you could be the eighth guy. I could be the eighth guy. Everybody has to go into it with the mentality. They could be the eighth, ninth or tenth guy
2: in order to win. Right. And you know, I, gotta, I hear that you to make that sacrifice. Like even Nate was saying when they had that team that won, um, you know, it was 10 people, but they were never fighting for strings. Like it felt like everybody was on the same page. They pulled themselves when they needed to and everything else. But I've been at not necessarily Worlds, but I've been at mixed Worlds, and I've seen teams getting into blowouts internally. Yeah. Because, you know, why are they bowling? This person I should be in. They've sat me for six straight games. This is bull. And – As a captain that's going to be tough to try to manage while you're especially if you're bowling and i am not going to say the team and if he's watching he probably knows who it is but he had three women on his team one wanted to bowl thought she was better than the other two girls or two women bowling and he's trying to bowl while she's chirping in his ear saying you should be putting me in sub out this person and put me in like how do you focus on your bowling when you got all that noise behind you that's tough yeah, I mean you
3: gotta you gotta shut it off. I mean it's it's it, you know I mean we have to shut it off on our Tuesday league with the old ladies too. Like you gotta if if you're gonna let that
2: affect you at that level, yeah, then you're not you're not truly ready for that level. Well, I think right. if you're bowling, if the other team is chirpy, if Calvin's yelling at you, like you can deal with it, That's fine, but when it's your own team, like that's gotta mess. Calvin with you a makes bit. me cry. <laughs> I mean, I can any other that. Canadian, I'm fine.
3: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, that, you gotta, to me, you just gotta, you like gotta take the gotta the team. Yeah.
0: Occasionally, yeah, I mean, it happens. I mean, I mean, the way Cheech basically ran it, like, Cheech would, wouldn't pull, and he wouldn't make the decision. He would make the bowl and make the decision.
3: That's how
0: I Which, try to do it. Yeah. For, fortunately, we didn't really run into an issue, and the only one who kept pulling himself was me.
2: So. Yeah, until uh, the Gacharnas yelled at you. She did yell at me. <laughs> she was very you mean. You would have preferred it was Calvin yelling at you. Oh my God. Yes.
0: <laughs> Actually, no, you use, he, he, he was rooting for me to do it. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, get out.
2: No, it, you know, it's, it,
3: it's having the right message the whole time. Yeah. And, you know, we had that message this year. Mm-hmm. You're just going to bowl, you know, um, It get it's hard, it's hard when you're watching someone struggle, and you you're trying to give everyone you know because it costs a lot of money to do this, so you got to try to give you know get everybody in, right? You know because you got to give you got to get people in a rhythm. If somebody gets hot and you can ride that, the rest of the team can ride that. So you you know right if a guy's been sitting, you got to get him in. You can't just let him sit all day because then he's going to be even worse, right? You know, and and then you never want to be in the situation where. Um, you're bowling to stay in. You know, yeah. it's, one of the, it's one of the reasons why if I did a six-man rotation on Friday night, I would make a schedule. There's right. no way, you know, coming down to it in the last couple of boxes, if two guys are at 310, you know, and it's going to come down to who's going to bowl next week – you don't want those guys thinking about next week, you want them thinking about those two boxes. Right. If they it's already CPL, know right? that it's my week is off
2: next week, then then I can focus on these two boxes. No that I think sense. CPL does that where a low man sits the following week. They do. So So uh, y-
0: oh, you so you got you had mostly younger guys on your team. I mean aside from say like you, Mikey and Peter, you relatively have had a relatively young core.
3: Yes. Now, yeah, I think Yeah, I mean that's important.
0: it it is and i also think that helps in grooming them too for that mentality of not being selfish and you know i i I think that helps them a lot in their future i agree yeah i had this much more you're gonna let
3: those kids bowl yeah and then you sprinkle in the older guys
0: right I had a much more intelligent way of saying what I was trying to say. In his
3: Just, mind, it was
2: very. <laughs> uh, yes. That right, was. That was, that
0: was the I, I, I was trying uh, basically, you know, like you, you start them out young with that with that
2: mentality of, you know, being oh, yeah, a team. I got to hear me. Okay. Rich, what's it like mentoring these young kids and knowing that you're <laughs> shaping how they're going to be moving forward? Is that better? Well, yeah. I mean, you know. Thanks, Dan. Tim, Timmy Douglas
3: now on Friday night knows how to knows how to take a joke. <laughs> He's not prepared to be He's made fun prepared. of. You know,
2: Chris well, and I
1: really
3: I
2: based him question. every single week. Because I feel like I'd be uh, yelled at for not asking the question. It did come up in the chat. What's it like having a leave or a sh- uh, shot named after you? Mind that the shot is named after
3: you. I think the lead is terrible. I understand it's it should be something else. Lamoni's. I don't care. It's, a, it's one an awful name, and I, 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 you know, love Triple T, but I would punch him for the fact that it, that this one tournament in friggin' uh, where the hell was it, it means that I was just brutal, and I think I did it like five times, probably once a string. And, and now it's a fundraiser for uh, Campbell Pinsman Cancer. I know, I should get, I should get a percentage. <laughs> I feel like you got to get a cut of that. And, and, and in all actuality, you know, I saw the guy that posted it. Charlie Collins throws way more lemon drops than I do. <laughs> way <laughs> more lemon drops than I do. It's like every post Friday, well, it's a Friday night here, and Josh is posting a picture of him with a lemon drop. I don't do it that often. I really don't
2: it's so bob, funny bob lee actually was explaining something to me about standard deviation so i already didn't understand what we were talking about but it had something to do with the fact that a professional bowler is on between the two and the three far more than like a semi-pro or we'll call it c because I, I don't think we have names for levels of bowling other than kind of what the acst is building up um And the argument that he was making was it's more likely for a lower average bowler to throw lemon drops than a higher average bowler because our standard deviation is wider. And therefore, in a lot of ways, it's the, it's, it's the B and the C bowlers that are kind of putting the most money into these lemon drop pools. I don't know if any of that's true because I don't know enough about standard deviations, but. Well, no. Um, idea Is that, when
3: of the over under, when you are at football, there's a either side that it can go.
1: Connectivity,
3: private chat, nice. You read it backwards. Should I? Should I? <laughs> what should I do?
0: What do I do? What should do I do? I just no. Should no, I disconnect? You, no. You're good. I think
1: you're good. It, it's kind of coming back a little bit.
3: Oh Daddy's frozen just like that movie with Vaughn. Oh, I can't
1: think of the name of it. Can you see the little bar oh yeah um, you go now you're up to you're up to six out of ten. Now you're you're cruising now.
2: I only okay, see I'm like six three feet from my router.
1: You need to get be a better router.
2: Do you know a good IT
3: guy? <laughs> yeah, I do know an IT guy, and it's annoying because it's Comcast and it's a shared connection in the town of Winthrop, and it's like eighteen thousand, and we can't get Verizon FiOS. <coughs> so we're at we're at the mercy of Comcast. So Time to move. occasionally, occasionally, it's like I'm on dial-up, even though I pay for expensive internet.
1: Um, where were we before I froze? uh lemon drops and low average bowlers what we were talking about uh, oh, were so teaching, the whole were... <laughs> so the whole so
3: the whole idea is that the gap for the over under say you know the over under is 5 in a football game so if we think it's going to be 40 it's either going to be 45 between 45 and 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 35 so our standard dr is smaller so the whole idea is that we are more accurate in the idea of we're going to be in between the two and three more times than a B bowler or a C bowler. So because their bell curve is wider, their ball will vary more than ours were. So it'll, it'll go, you know, to the six and four more often than we would go to the six and four,
2: unless you're Charlie Collins. I hope everybody took notes on that. There will be a test at the end of the podcast. I mean, I could I could get a whiteboard. No, I'm good. No, <laughs> Lucky I you know have I'm, I'm all set. All, was,
3: all of a sudden but, it yeah. turns
0: into new math from Tom Lehrer.
3: <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of funny because I actually used the Friday night stats once for a quiz for my class. And so I, you know, I asked them, I think at the time it was Malden. Uh, and it was when like Semino was on a team and he was bowling phenomenal. I think he he came out of it, he was firing on all cind- cylinders at the beginning of the of the uh, at the beginning of the season. And I think he was averaging like one twenty seven. And so I asked them like, what's the probability that he's going to throw a one twenty seven average next week? And they had to take the thirty three strings he'd already bowled to try to figure out what it was going to be. So it was great because I had I had this information that I could use, and I was. You know, teaching them statistics using bowling.
2: So I have to selfishly ask uh, the question. So, ACST, so you've been involved yes. in it longer than I have. How yeah, did from you beginner. So you got, you were there from day one. Yeah. How did that conceptualize? Because I don't even know the answer to that. Those two guys talked about it. I have no idea.
3: They just asked me to be the treasurer because I was the treasurer for B. Okay. You know, and all the other leagues, you know, the other leagues I've run, you know, the house leagues and stuff like that. So with 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 all the treasury that I've already done. He doesn't
2: mean B, by the way. He means Brian. <laughs> yes, it's, Brian. Brian Fornia. Yes. So
3: it just happened that they were like, you want to be a treasurer? I'm treasurer? Like, all right. I'm already doing it, so, you know, for all the stuff. So that's how that came about. Yeah,
2: because it's, it's when you add it all up, it's not an insignificant amount of money that you're trusting somebody with. So to be the treasurer of the league. It's no, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I remember, man. I remember with bees,
3: you know, with our league in Malden, just that, you know, little house league. Oh, uh, he told me. I, I think at one point I had like ten grand in my house. I'm like, my house burns down, I'm screwed. You know, yeah. I, was, I had to like, you know, open a bank, put in a check in because I don't
0: want to house. Well, we did that for our our Wednesday night league in Millis, because it was. I think twelve teams, five men on five men on a team. We had to open up a bank account because it was going to be like twenty five grand. Yeah, and then That's I had to go it. to the bank and withdraw the twenty five grand.
2: Okay. So Jeremy, and that, that takes,
3: and that takes extra effort when you the envelopes you walk yeah. in and be like, all right, I need... well. well, I let well, I, I, need I let them do that, and I need
2: all that of like. The... Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get ACST information that I never got before and his Wi-Fi is cutting out.
1: <laughs> that's actually Frank cutting his wire so he can't reveal it. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that what Frank's done it now? It's because he didn't get a party.
2: <laughs> so and I and I have to ask this question because and, and I will say this and I, I if any if I haven't said it before on the podcast, I want to make sure I say it now. So I took over the ACST two years ago. So this is my second year running it. Um, My understanding was it was you, Frank and Cheech and Frank and Cheech had had, uh, stopped running it. Frank, I think, just had too much on his plate and Cheech was running the Cheech at that point. I think he had a lot of stuff going on with the wedding. You stayed on board. And I think if you didn't stay on board, there's no way that the league would have been a success last year. And then there's no way we would have continued this year. What was the reason for staying a part of it when everybody else jumped ship? I didn't see a
3: reason to leave at the at the the issues that happened with the bowlers and the committee and whatever you want to call it at the time um i was in a position where i was doing what i was told and that wasn't communicated to the bowlers and that's no that's no fault of anybody that's that's what happened um so i was still the treasurer and i was going to continue to bowl and i just said that i would stay on i didn't want to run it You know, and so I I said that I would stand by you and do what I had to do, and then we got Paul to be the treasurer of the other one because doing both would have been impossible.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and Paul had done the 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 semi pro is what it was called two years ago when there was only the twelve of us. Yeah, Um, and and the semi pro kind of ran itself to an extent. Um, I feel like we kind of broke off from what these because there was it was a little different. Yeah. which I think did help in kind of how it was going to run moving forward. So with the direction that it's going, I w- I'm going to ask you uh, kind of on the spot, like you see the growth. Do you, do you see this continuing to grow as like a, a positive for the game and kind of a feeder system of people getting their names out?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I would have had no idea who John Alosa was if it wasn't for the ACST. Yeah. He comes up to me a Thursday night. He's talking to me at Lakeside telling me how he's bowling at Wells. I love Boutwells, by the way. Um, and he was, I think he said he's averaging 116 up there. Yeah. And uh, I had my cousin's wedding on October 7th, and I asked like the whole world to bowl. Um, and as a matter of fact, I had um, Sammy Daggs lined up <laughs> to come out of the woodwork to sub for me. And I had asked him way in advance, and it was all planned, and uh, he hurt his back. So then I had to start asking all sorts of people, and I, you know, and I saw him, and I was like, "Well, you're bowling pretty damn good." He's like, "Do you want to bowl?" And he's like, "Well, yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that." I'm like, "Why not? You're bowling singles head to head with guys," and he's like, "I'm not, yeah. not sure." You know, so there's always that: Are you ready to take the
2: next step? And, we were talking uh, you know, about anchoring on teams, and I said, "Well, if you bowl ACST, you anchor all the time, right?" Because you its like there's no there's nobody coming up behind you. The only. The only thing I would
3: say to that is the fact that it's different, that it's five boxes. Yeah. I, I, you know, our league at Lakeside is five man teams, five boxes at a time. Right. So if you have a good first half, you have to wait 20 boxes before you bowl again.
2: That's what that, we lost a lot of people at Millis because they didn't want to be five man teams. They wanted Ooh, I, that many. Well, we lost a few. I think people like the three a few, man. but I th- I, th- I think we gained some though. I think when we went to three, it was three man teams. It was better. That's what I'm saying. No, I, it it is. Yeah, I. But then, even saying, even I the ones that voted
0: man, for it then complained about it.
2: A lot of people did.
3: You know, I would prefer two boxes at a time, That's and right. I say that I say that because I'm you know in all actuality I'm more of a team bowler than I am a me bowler. Mm-hmm. I I have more fun bowling on a team. I have more fun bowling doubles. I have more fun. <laughs> I, I bowl for me and it's, you know, I look at it as like exercise when I bowl on a team, there's, there's, there's just so much more camaraderie. We joke, we, we have fun when we bowl at lakeside, when we win a string, we win because of Chris, even if my first bowler got two marks in nine and 10 and my second bowler got a mark in nine and my third bowler got a mark in 10 and I got two marks in nine and 10 and then. Chris gets two marks in six and seven and we win. We're not looking at those last two boxes as a trip. We're looking at Chrisid bailing us out. So I think it takes away from the team because that last guy's up there for five boxes. That's why I love the world's because it's two boxes at a time. That's why I love Friday nights. Cause it's two boxes at a time. The, the five of us helped won that last trip when reality, you know, boils down to four and five. So your point of being in an the anchor is great, but anchoring with two boxes is far more stressful, I think, yeah. than bowling, bowling anchor as five boxes. See, no, I, I, like, see
0: the, I, I like the two boxes because it also keeps people engaged in the match. You can't go far. Yeah. Because you're, you're going to be up again in five, you know, five, ten minutes.
2: I think the other thing that's different about the ACST two, especially if it's not a doubles match, is with – The way the game has kind of gone of uh, box for box, and I know that's a whole other conversation, some people hate it, some people love it, but the idea of if you throw a strike, and I'm bowling against you, and I throw, you know, a seven on my first ball, and then, a, you know, two on my next, I almost said four, and that doesn't even add up, and then I get a 10. Like, you waited all that time for me to throw that, where ACST, you throw a strike, you're just waiting for the lanes to reset and then you're up again. And I think the pacing's a little bit different than it is at a league where a lot of times you're just kind of, other than the five boxes, you kind of go when you're ready. You're not not worrying about the person on your right. When they've stepped up, then you have to step up behind them. For the most part, you're kind of on your own unless it's a doubles match. Yeah, I can see that. And I, that's I think that's point. one of the reasons I my average typically is a little bit higher in the ACST because I'm not focusing on the match next to me or whatever else. It's just what's in front of me. Although this year I'm having – it's the opposite. I'm doing worse in the ACST than I am. Uh, that's the other thing too is like this the league, I don't know if people are watching, but the C, we just had Casey McCool in the C threw a 600. Yeah, the, B has, it, the B has 10 guys averaging over 110 I believe right now. Um, you know, Rick Kamrowski just threw a 640. Like people are the one seventy oh, string, yeah. And I'm I'm looking at it going. I averaged one hundred five last year, and I won the C. I won the B South. This year I have a one hundred five average, six hundred eight according to Paul. This year I'm averaging one hundred five, and I have the lowest average in the in the uh, B South right now. The one hundred five. We had three guys averaging under hundred last year, in the B.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's more of a. I mean, I, you know, you've already said that there's some some Hall of Famers that are ready to join.
2: Yeah, there's. There, I got a couple of names, and I don't want to say them just in case they don't want to do it, and I don't want the, the pressure. But I'm starting to hear more and more people. But one guy that's in it right now, Phil Cloughs wanted to join. He said it's on my bucket list. I've always had it in the back of my mind I want to do it before I'm done bowling. Like that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I do think if if we can get that next year up, Jeremy, I mean, Every year I'm trying to talk you back into the league. <laughs> I think it, the league can really turn into something special. I think the is a little tough. I, I think we talked about it on a different podcast where, you know, some people can only do Tuesday, Thursdays, and other people can do Wednesday, Fridays. It's a pain in the ass. Then you got to deal with to the, the, make sure the lane has availability. I, I That's not something we can really get around, and there's always going to be injuries and things like that. But I think for the most part, like, there's something that this league has that a lot of leagues don't have. And yeah, like I said, if I hadn't said it before, Rich, if it wasn't for you, I think I would have – done one year and been done, but you stood by me for the whole thing. And you've been my, uh, my, my go-to lean on for everything in this league. So I appreciate uh, it. Kate,
0: I, mean, I don't think you... I can sub for you in the ACST. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. You
3: know, I, thank, sure, me thank you. I mean, I, I appreciate it. I, I, you know, I'm going to stand by you with anything that we decide. Um, thank when Corey's president next year, we can really make this efficient. Perfect.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Corey's> all yours. <laughs>
3: you know, um, you know, one of the things I would say about it right now is that with the addition of the C and the success of all of the leagues, um, we kind of have bowling that we can watch every single night. Well, we can watch it
2: during work. My, you know, I have two monitors. Me. I can have a match on, and then so behind me, that's where. So both Kate and I work from home, and that's her office space over there. I sit over here and she looks down and she goes, oh, and I think it was a Kevin Baker Andy bowling, and Andy Klempa. And, and she goes, oh, their shirts look good. She made the shirts. And I go, is that happening now? So like there's a match. What was it like 11 o'clock in the morning? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: There's bowling. Like it's like, it's like March Madness. Like there's a match on it almost all the time. I mean, I just, wanna,
0: I just, I just, I just want to remind you all that it, it all started with one post of a schedule. So, okay, so Jeremy, Jeremy does I just, have a stake in ACC as well. I just want to remind you of that.
2: Did you know the backstory behind that?
0: So, yeah, so basically, I was cleaning out the top of my fridge and I found like a bunch of shit. And there was a laminated schedule that Macintosh had given us for our head to head league back in like 2008. I was like, holy shit. And I posted it on open Chat. I was like, check this out. Like, this was a great time. And then she just started wheels started turning and then next thing you know
2: like acsd was born what i find funny too is was it this last year we made the league co-ed and some people push back on that but if i remember correctly jeremy lynn thompson was in that league yeah yeah she was on your schedule so the league was co-ed 15 years ago it was and And i lost eight
0: points and i lost eight out of 14 to her (laughs)
2: Eight out of t- eight,
0: sorry, eight out of 12. I think Which, I didn't oh, I I don't think
2: take four strings. Yeah, 12. I
0: think. Well, that's my MO. Like, when Jeremy four takes strings four strings control. and loses
2: one so bad he loses total. <laughs>
0: but no, I don't think they did four points for total. I think it was just 12.
3: Yeah. Yeah, if I remember right, I think it was because I remember looking at that on the Cleary forum too.
2: Yeah. So we are coming up on the hour. So I want to go through some of these questions. Kate asked one, and I feel like I'd be in trouble if I didn't ask. Name your dream trivia team okay so i have been i
3: was thinking about this all day when i once i saw that so um i i was thinking about like people that i know and then i was thinking about like if i really could put a dream team together um i i wouldn't pick him laughing jennings. in the other
2: room by the way <laughs> I,
3: yes i would not pick i would not pick ken jennings i would pick whole tower i think he was phenomenal um i would i would pick um Austin Rogers, he was that really quirky bartender that went on a run there for a while.
2: Um, Oh, I do remember him.
3: I would pick, I just think it's cool, I would pick Eddie Tamanis. He was the blind guy that was on the Tournament of Champions. I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, and um, he ended up being someone's phone-a-friend
2: on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Um, And I would probably pick my dad as my fifth. So I want everybody to know that's listening. This whole question is generated on the fact that we did a five-on-five trivia pursuit, men against women, and we lost. And I think this is more so Kate gloating that <laughs> she, she beat us at trivia pursuit. She, I think it my, wasn't. She, it was they. Give
3: give the rest of her team credit. I said the women won, but I think this you, is but Kate you said gloating. She, you said she won. She was day one. She she yeah, didn't, yeah, she didn't carry them. She's gloating. <laughs> carry day them. one. She's yeah. gloating. Okay, she's
2: gloating. <laughs> she's gloating. I did well. We they beat us. There was. I still think the my favorite was, uh, and I love you if you're watching. But next time we have trivia pursuit, you're in. Um, but last time, uh, so we we were doing the trivia pursuit and. Uh Justin had a few and they asked the question, was it how many golf clubs are you allowed to bring on the golf course? And all the yes. guys turn and look at Justin. And Justin who helped no other question goes, It's 14. <laughs> yes. Part of wish right. wishes he said, I have no idea. <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
3: laughs> um, um if um, if I had to pick people I know, I would I would pick Jay Shiner. Yeah. That guy has read so many books. Um, he he would definitely he would definitely be on my team if I had to pick people around me that I know. like a bowling team or whatever, I would probably pick um, Mary Flaherty. She was a professor at Suffolk. She was on Jeopardy. She was also on something else too. I think she was on Wheel of Fortune.
0: Um, See, that's you know, more gotta, my jam. I, I can, yeah, I, can like, I can pick out words. My buddy was just on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, yeah. Was he? Yeah
2: i'll send
3: you the picture Um, later i would also have my dad on that team Um, yeah he knew he knew a lot of random stuff and i would probably pick my history teacher from high school mr morrison that guy knew like weird things about history that like you just wouldn't know it's it was insane you know we would cover the history and then we would cover the history of the history like it's just like, oh yeah, there's you know, this battle at World War Two, and then he'll talk about a bar that was in downtown Germany and how, you know, that's where they founded Audi. Or whatever like whatever <laughs> the topic was, he would just come up with like, I'm like, why can we talk about World War Two? We're covering World War Two. <laughs> we don't need to talk about whatever this is. <laughs> it was just so deep. He that guy knew history left and right. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm nervous to ask the question, but I'm going to ask it since it was brought up by a top contributor on Candlepin Chat. Uh, so when are you going to buy a WoW shirt? I have
3: already explained to this gentleman that until well, This was from a group, so
2: anybody past- could have asked this question with the name and password. <laughs> okay. Next but question? I, I thought I... I, I thought... It, no. No. I... Okay. I...
3: No, I'm not. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll buy one soon.
2: Okay. Uh, who's better on the grill, <laughs> you or Nick Zaffalato Okay. You know what?
3: He did a great job at Cheech's bachelor party. I'll give him that. But as soon as that kid knows how to skewer lamb and do it on a charcoal grill, we can talk. So he's there. He's just not
2: there. Hasn't completely overtaken no. no he's got uh, he's Brent has he's- a few questions that i'm i saw some of them
3: i i forget what he said one of them was no, oh, okay, so kate,
2: okay so kate just yelled uh, excuse me he didn't bring any of that to the party you can see the facial emoji she's just putting in <laughs> I I door, see that. i'm not gonna put her on she'll yell at me but i the door's closed and it's glass and i can hear her yelling everything that's good <laughs> So she wants to. Right. So why didn't you bring any of that?
3: I can bring any of it if you want me to. <laughs> I asked you, what do I bring? And she's like, just bring yourself. You can blame Kate well, she, for this.
1: Oh, she, she, she popped it. in. Oh. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ancient paw? That one, I have no idea. All right, ancient paw, who are you? Reveal yourself.
3: Or your band? What does Jordan want to know? So no, Jordan I'm not wants a lefty. To know, Are you actually a I'm lefty? A, I'm a lefty golfer. I told them the story. When I was a kid, my dad's like, "All right, it's baseball time," and I picked up the bat with my right hand, and he goes, "Oh, you're a lefty." So I got up lefty. That was it. He didn't try to talk me out of it, and then I started hitting the ball lefty. So I golf lefty. And then my dad, as you know, when we started going to the driving range and stuff, he said, you know, my dad was a fairly serious golfer. I um, think, you know, at his best, he was just outside a single digit scratch. Um, so, you know, he he was a decent golfer, but he my dad was a switch hitter, so he he could hit righty, you know, and so he golfed like a normal golfer because. 95 percent of golfers are right-handed and when i brought it up he was like and they make courses for right-handed hitters don't bother he's like they're going to be expensive set of clubs and he's like you're going to be at a disadvantage to everybody that golf's
2: right fine so i never really put up the fight i have to also ask and i think you, you went over this uh who's your favorite person to run a league with To
3: run a league with I'm not going to insult you Danny but I still gotta say b man it's I it's I don't have to worry about anything on the league side unless he's sick yeah he handles everything you know he, he made it he made it so that we were a team you know it, it, there's certain situations where you run leagues with people and you know you have never made me feel like I'm just the treasurer and neither did he. But there have been situations where you're in leagues and like, no, Danny's the president. Go to him, you know. And no, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes you need to you need to lead by committee, and so, right. Um, he made it so that it was always easy. Everything was planned out. He had his pay schedule two thirds of the way through the season, based on what our numbers were and how many bowlers yeah. we had and who was
2: ahead and who was behind and what they paid someone else asked who is your favorite Friday night sub I know that I know since
3: Sam didn't bowl uh, I will I'll say Chris Jones there you go, Chris he Jones. did a, he job. did a great job for us at Riverwalk um he came flying out of the gates for us in the first strings were 140 141 145 something like that 140 anyway
2: Yep, Nichols has been pushing these South Shore bowlers and he might be on to something. Uh, all right, so I think we have two more questions, both from Jordan. One I'm saving for the end because I feel like there's a story here. The first is thoughts on oregano.
3: It was so when we went to the house, we looked around to see what was there, and I opened the spice rack and there was a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff in there. So we went shopping and I was like, I will make pizza for you guys. And Cheech was like, great. So I had to buy stuff to do that. The dough, I I got the sauce, I made the sauce and I started ripping through the spice rack that was in there. And there was a thing of oregano and it was empty. I was like, those bastards, you know, whoever was rented the house before us, like they didn't throw it away. If I saw no oregano, I would have bought. So I had to make pizza sauce with no oregano. That's like a kind of a key. So I was all, you know, thinking that this is gonna suck and I still throw something again. Those guys look in the pool; they couldn't. They all asked me on Wednesday, or whatever it was, Thursday, the next day. Like, Rich, how come you didn't get sunburned? Well, it's because I was inside for three hours in the house while you guys were all outside in the pool. That's why I didn't
2: get sunburned. <laughs> you guys took advantage of me. All right, so <laughs> all I don't know. torch. I'm I'm hoping there's a story here. The question is, would he have had her? I have a. Hold on. I'm sure this has to do. Hold on. There's a follow up. And he said, it's a joke from when we went to Florida.
3: I'm the answer I'm going to say is yes. I think I'm trying to remember if we were making fun of someone trying to pick somebody up. (laughs) I mean, I. Jordan, if you're in the room, you got to got to step up. Yeah, we got to – I have a feeling we were talking about somebody that, like, some girl at a restaurant or something.
2: What is uh, What is Everything Candlepin? Oh, that was his Facebook the... page, right? No.
3: I had – mm-hmm. the website still exists. EverythingCandlepin.com. Yeah, absolutely. I was the Everything Candlepin guy, and I just got way too busy to blog. It was a blog for bowling. I, I had it, people. For some reason, through. I thought
0: it was a Facebook group.
3: No. No, no. It was no, it no. was a web page only.
2: Because I created that, I think, even before I had Facebook. Because Chris Winnie wants to know if we're going to start to see more content from that. Yeah. Like as soon as I start writing articles, when do I have time for that? I'm working 60 hours a week. You're fine. Bowling,
3: whatever.
1: Yeah. Big game, Joe missed. Smith. Yep it's been it hasn't been updated since 2015 oh, i it's haven't here.
3: touched it i really haven't had time to do it and i tried to get other guys to write and and you know there were talks of that and you know so that i wasn't the only one doing
2: it Classic pins, some throwbacks oh, nice nice so on, i would continue uh, to do this question. i would That's be 100%. happy to continue to do this i just don't really have the time to put into it I have one more question since we had no, uh, we have no idea what Jordan's talking about. Probably rambling about nothing. If I know Jordan, probably sounds about right. You can pick one from Worlds or mixed Worlds, for time's sake. Favorite moment.
3: For time's sake. Okay. Well, so I, I would say I have two, and they're both from one. the Worlds. One. Thank You're me. getting two. <laughs> You're getting two. No. Um. I mean, haven't. Being in a, in a place and having Tom Olster cheer for you was probably the ultimate moment ever. You know, having him say, come on, Rich, pick this up, you know, that was just awesome. Um, but I would say, you know, walking on the lane, my first world's when Scott was like, all right, you're going to go in for Will Haskell. and I come in ice cold. I mean, I warmed up, obviously, but um, I walk on the lane and Beau winks at me. Um, And I first nine pin drop and I did the singles because I had never bowled in Moncton before and I was couldn't have couldn't have hit one with a grenade. And so I'm like, Oh, God, here we go. Right in the face. And then I made the 510 my next shot for a spare. So then I come walking off the lane and Scott's screaming at me, welcome to the fucking worlds. I'm high-fiving the whole team. That was awesome. But I think I I really did think about that because I saw Chris's post. And, um, you know, I was like, is that really my favorite moment? And so the first year I was a captain, I had told um, probably Freshie. And Frank, I think I was like, I don't want to bowl against Scott's team. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be emotional about this. Like, I feel like I kind of stabbed the guy and he was building a team and he finally, you know, had a core and I'm like, here we go. I'm going to have my own team now. So I had to go in, in the third string. And, uh, I think I went, I bowled fourth and I came in again for somebody and I was bowling against Will Haskell and, I was on the lane, and I'm like, "Oh God, here we go! Look at this!" And I left the six. I left the. I think it was the six, seven, eight, ten, and I had some wood in there in between. So I was like, "This can go," but I need the wood to hit the seventh. The way the wood was angled, it would have taken out the seven. And I thought I could cut. I was like, "I can, you know, put it in the spot." So I was on the lane, and. You know, as I told you the story earlier, I was like, just I, I like just stop for a second. I was like, Dave, just fucking help me with this, please. We're like in this match right now. We're trying to hold on to total. I'm like, would you just help me out with this one, please? And as soon as I let go of it, I'm like fucking gone. And I and I made it like it was one. It's just gone. I, and I cut the I cut the six right into the nine ball took out the ten. The wood hit the seven and it just it went and and I went crazy. And I remember Kyle, I could see Kyle because he's just massive standing behind the team. He was out of his mind. And I was, you know, cheering with the team and I filled it with seven and then Freshie closed it out, I think. I think he made it so that we ended up taking total by seven. We held on. And so the fact that I like turned around to my team and I know that I was crying. And I know that I had tears in my eyes when I turned around. I think I, I have to say I think I think that was my favorite worlds moment. I mean it was awesome taking six off of A plus, but that was a whole team effort that you know, I just stopped for a second and I was just like, please help me. And he did. Maybe he didn't. Maybe I just did that all on my own, but it feels good to say it.
0: Yeah. It's nice it's it's nice thinking it though.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to believe you had some help. You're not that good of a bowler to make that on your own. <laughs> I should <laughs> shut the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So so I'll close it with a variation of, of what I usually ask. But I'm going to do it in Rich Limon fashion. I want, instead of just asking who your favorite you know, bowler was, either growing up or a mentor or anything like that, I want a top five. Top five. Because, you know, I keep getting, I keep seeing, I kept seeing like top five, this band, top five of that band. I want a top five bowlers right now. Top five of your favorite.
3: Favorite bowlers. Okay. Oh, boy. Put me on the spot. Okay. Um, in you any know, order. it's kind of funny. They, they don't have it's, to go in order. No, yeah, they don't have to oh, go in yeah, order. Yeah, no, 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 I know. I know, no, no. So, um. I, I find it funny because I, I love how Daly has his little feud going on with Beauvair. But I would say that I was the first one that had a man crush on Beauvair. That guy, I watched him on TV. I watched that guy just make the most ridiculous shots in history. Yep. And he fucking winked at me. <laughs> um, you know, to say welcome to the world's, You know, here flutter. you are. Yeah. No. Um, Holbrook and Bobby Witt those two guys are literally the most encouraging bowlers that I've ever met they are they really um, are they give complete faith in any person that they bowl with they would get on the lane with a 90 year old woman or a 3 year old kid and encourage that person exactly the same mm-hmm. um i got to say You know, as he is my best friend to me, I got to say B. I have battled against him. I've battled with him. Um, I'm watching him go through a battle right now. Um, It makes me appreciate all of this even more. Um, It it puts our mortality, you know, in perspective for all of us. And we can only do this for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, It's part of the reason why I... I'm going to the gym. Like I'm trying to take care of myself so that I can do this longer and at least be mediocre into my mid fifties, <laughs> <laughs> continue to be mediocre now. Um, and if I had to pick the last one, I mean, I don't have as much channel five history as a lot of these guys. So I don't, I don't like, you know, I know the names. So, um, If I had to pick one more as my fifth, I would say Pereira. I was wondering if you're going to go there. The guy is unbelievable. Seen him obviously on TV. Um, He's one of the few guys that out of nowhere can just put an entire team on his back. And his knowledge of the game is unbelievable.
0: His antics are unbelievable. And that's <laughs> half that's half of the enjoyment of bowling with him. All all I you remember know. is the year we bowled together is when I woke up and saw 102 messages on my Facebook. <laughs> Like messenger, and I'm going. Oh no! What what happened? And then I see pictures and video, and oh god! Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. no. It's you know he. It's just
3: I have had my differences with him. Mm -hmm. You know before we bowled together. Like we've all had our differences with Pereira, but you have to appreciate he's another guy that's battling. You have to appreciate that. You have to appreciate it, and the way he knows the game and watches the team and makes the reads, you know, I mean, all of us can make the reads. We can make the reads. You know, we all say it, we can all say like, you got to do this. You got to do that. He's so good at taking into how your correctly, because he's your ball
2: to hit the cat. You know? You're giving giving a really heartfelt speech, but you're cutting out bad. He said he's really good. Yeah. He makes. He makes.
3: So. What count? Still out? A little bit. It's starting to come back. Yeah, you're back. I have full. I have. I'm like, yeah, literally, like two feet from my router. It's fucking stupid. Apparently it should be in your lap. <laughs> it should be on your. lap. My laptop's, in, my laptop's in my lap.
2: I can't put the router in my lap too. Oh, have up. To get up. <laughs> so we just had one question come in that we'll wrap up with that. Uh, high four, a high single for all four of us. We'll go around the corner, Corey. Uh, 172 for me. All right. So I think I'm probably next. 175. 178. I'm stuck on 178, and I did it a big 20, no less. I don't. Germany. 190.
0: 196
2: there you go hard-hitting questions answered rich thank you so much for being on thanks the podcast. buddy thanks guys appreciate it Appreciate it.
1: a lot of fun tonight guys uh, make sure to like follow check out the approach podcast on anchor itunes everywhere that that podcasts are available check them out they have a lot a, a huge library of amazing interviews they only started with working with me over the last six months or so and it's been a lot of fun. So check out their, their repertoire because they've got some amazing interviews that were before they started doing the the live stuff. So uh, that's all for us tonight. Thanks to The Approach, Jeremy, Danny. Thanks again. Uh, Rich, awesome stuff. Uh, I'm Corey Candlebin Corner. We'll, we'll be live again sometime soon. All of y'all have a great holiday.